0: The Lord is in this place. Amen. I know it was the blood. When I was lost in sin, he died upon that tree. Precious blood of Jesus. The only way that you can come to a saving knowledge of God is that you finally accept the truth of God. Not the truth the world has, but the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. I want to say something. I want to say something clearly. We want to have liberty and freedom to worship God here at Stonewall. but never let it be said that we are compromising church. Amen. We may fall short sometimes, but the church in, of itself and the doctrine of the gospel of Jesus Christ and the Pentecostal holiness church gives us direction. Amen. And the Holy Spirit guides us into that, that direction. Amen. To where if God says that something is wrong within our life, then we by the Spirit of God are led into a place of repentance and led into a place of restoration, Amen. But I want to tell you don't be saved the way the world wants you saved. Be way that be saved the way Jesus said be saved, Amen. Don't let the world guide you away from the word of God because the enemy wants to do nothing more than to enslave you and imprison you and put you in chains spiritually. The word said, the thief come but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But he said, I've come that they may have life and have it more abundantly. Oh dear God, I don't know about you, but i trade all the riches of the world for the abundance of God in my life. Amen. The peace of God in my life. It's worth it all. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to the book of Acts chapter 13. I want to share with you a few moments from this very thought. The heart of David and the will of God. It was God's will Amen, and it has always been God's will to deliver humanity from the hand of the enemy. Amen. It was His will that we walk in His grace and in His power. Today I want to speak to not just the, those that may not have, have accepted Christ as Savior. Maybe you're, you've drifted away. Maybe you're in a backslidden state. Only you and God know that. But I want to speak to the child of God today because I want you to know, amen, that God's got you. But the devil wants you to forget that God's got you. And he wants you to react as if God doesn't have you. And he wants you to forget to put your trust in God. And there's a reason for that. There's many reasons for that. We don't have time to get into them all. But if you'll stand with me, I want to read Acts chapter 13, verse number 21 and 22. Y'all pray for me this morning. Afterward, they asked him for a king. So God gave them Saul, the son of Kish, a man of the tribe of Benjamin, for 40 years. When he had removed him, he raised up for them David as king, to whom he also gave testimony. And he said, I found David, the son of Jesse, a man after my own heart, who will do all my will. He said, I found David, the son of Jesse, a man after my own heart who will do all my will now many would question right there want to read another verse of scripture uh, found in second chronicles chapter 16. turn there while I share this with you. Many would say, well you know I don't know about that preacher because David didn't always do the will of God he messed up some things along the way. yes he did. yes he did he did and I would just want to submit to you that everybody in here has but it don't mean that you don't desire the will of God. Amen. But God said David had a heart that was after him. David had a heart to do the will of God. Now, I, I want to say this before we read this other verse of scripture. That God is looking for men and women, children of God, professing Christians who don't have a heart for their agenda, but have a heart for the will of God. This is whereby the Spirit of God will have liberty and take liberty to flow within our lives. Amen. The Word said in 2 Chronicles 16, verse 9, For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him. How many would say, God, help me to be uh, faithful and loyal to you uh, this morning in my life and in my journey. I want to be that, uh, amen, to God and have that heart uh, which pleases God uh, and desires God's will within my life uh, and to act in faithfulness according to his will. I want to preach for a few moments uh, on the heart of David and the will of God of God. Father we ask you Lord to hide me behind the cross of Calvary. Lord let your Holy Spirit flow and speak to our hearts and to our lives and God that your anointing Father would take over this old flesh Lord just uh, uh, sometimes gets weak but I need your touch this morning. God I need your Holy Ghost to move Lord uh, and rise up within the, the vessel that stands before this congregation Today, let them hear the words of God and not the words of bread. Let them hear, Father, the words of their Redeemer. And God, this message, let it go forth and let it enlighten and let it refresh and renew and position folks for a victorious stand and a victorious march in their journey today. And Lord, we'll praise you for it all in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. And amen. You can be seated in the house of the Lord. And we just again give God thanks today for the goodness of God and all that he has done. Uh, I will say this, that we not only need to be in prayer uh, for for the needs that we have. As Sister Angie mentioned earlier before I really get into this message today, but we need to also be in prayer uh, for the pandemic and this mess that's starting to get on the rise again and it's affecting people's lives. People are getting sick. They need God's touch today, amen. And uh, COVID may be on the rise, but he's still on the throne and we need to remember that. We need to remember... Uh, This morning, uh, we've prayed for so many people that, and I know you have as well that have had it, that have come down with it. I've often said God's been good to us and and yet we don't know what we'll face tomorrow. But I want to remind everybody that we continue to do all that we can here at Stoneville Pentecostal Holiness Church to clean and to make sure that we disinfect and make things available to you. If you want to wear a mask, please wear a mask. Nobody's going to judge you for that. If you don't want to, we're not going to judge you for that. And we just Want you to know that you can come. Be careful. Maybe you feel like social distancing, bump a fist, kick a foot, do whatever you got to do. Amen. But don't ever forget that Jesus is still Lord and God is still on his throne today. And we have that hope in all that we do and all that we say. With that in mind, I I kind of uh, uh, find it touching some of the things that God has spoken to me in this message today. And uh, as we begin to open. up the scriptures earlier, Uh, we read uh, that at the end of Saul's uh, uh, kingship and his time and his journey God raised up a man by the name of David David uh, many of you know many of you have studied many of you maybe don't know but David was a man whom God had chosen God sent uh, the priest Samuel down to the house of Jesse uh, to anoint him that he would take the place of King Saul and uh, we must understand that king Saul in the beginning didn't start out wrong. He didn't start out to a bad man. As a matter of fact, he he was a very kind man, a very humble man. He uh, he 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 really uh, was trying to do everything he could to avoid even being king of Israel in some ways. Uh, but after he got in position, uh, uh, he failed to recognize that the that there was a devil out there, and uh, he failed to recognize that some of the things that he would be tempted by would literally over time imprison him. And uh, though he may have started out right, uh, uh, one thing that he was tempted by, he was tempted by uh, riches. He was tempted by gold and good things. And he began to find himself uh, falling into that nature, that category. When he went to fight the Malachites, God told them to destroy them all. Yet he came back with the sheep and the best of all they had had uh, and did not even kill the king. He had the king there, uh, and Samuel came to him, and he said, why have you disobeyed God? And he said, well, I, I didn't disobey God. I, I did what God asked me to do, but I just brought back all the good things, and I brought back all the riches, and I brought back all the things that uh, that, that we could benefit from. And, and Samuel said, well, what is the bleeding of sheep that I hear in my ear if you've obeyed God? Then and why have you not destroyed all? And why have you disobeyed God? He said, This day the Lord has rent his kingdom, his kingdom, the kingdom of Israel from you. How how discouraging and disparaging it is uh, to be in position, amen, and hold the position of king, uh, and yet not be validated by the king of all creation. Amen. I, I don't know about you, but I believe uh, that he started out well and over time. Uh, Amen. He allowed the enemy to come in uh, and to infect him and influence him. And he literally became uh, one who would rise up in the day and couldn't hardly sleep at night. And evil spirits would torment him. And David would come uh, and play his harp. Oh, shepherd boy out in the field uh, singing praises unto God under the moonlight. Uh, amen. Would be summoned to the king's chambers uh, to play the harp so that evil spirits would depart. Ah, you got to know that he had come under, he meant been a great, great place of imprisonment in chains of the enemy, tormented of the enemy, simply because little by little over time he would give in to the temptations and he would give in to the things in which he faced where in the end Saul knew that he had a problem but he didn't know how to get over over it. I want to tell you this morning, amen, amen to God. As Sister Angie said this morning, we know the way. Hallelujah. We may be dealing with something. Give him praise if you want to. We may be dealing with some things, and we may be dealing, amen, with temptations, and we may be dealing with trials, and we may be dealing with struggles, but thank God today Jesus is the way, and we know the way. Hallelujah to God. David possessed a jealous love concerning the sovereignty of God. Je- uh, such a love in which David himself uh, would express in the halls of worship and in the uh, the closets of prayer. David found himself facing, even before he took the role of king, he found himself facing and fighting for the honor of God. In 1 Samuel chapter 17, the Bible says, Said, uh, that he had been summoned by his father to take some food down to the armies as Saul stood with the children of Israel, the armies of God, uh, and they were set in battle array against the Philistines, and down in the valley was this great giant. Uh, the Bible said he was Goliath of Gath, uh, and David had come to deliver some food. He'd come to deliver to his brethren and find out how they were doing. It was simply just to go there, to on his brothers, give them some sustenance, and then probably go back and report to Father Jesse on the condition and the circumstance and everything. But I want to tell you, David had a jealous love concerning his God. He, I want to ask somebody, amen to God, are you jealous over your God this morning? Come on, somebody. David, he loved God to the point that it bothered him when he heard somebody disparaging God when he heard him talking about God's children when he heard him talking about anything he meant that would, would 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 speak against the sovereignty of God he loved his God he had played to him he had worshiped him he meant to God he had seen the hand of God in his life moving in times when he was caring for the sheep that God's supernatural divine power came over him and he was able to destroy a bear and a lion. He saw the grace of God upon his life. He fell in love with God. He had a relationship with him. He had a heart for God. And as he began to find himself going there to check on his brethren, he noticed that there was something taking place. And down in the valley was this big old giant of the enemy, He man facing the children of Israel, taunting them and taunting their God. God. and David began to recognize this. The Philistines, see, had a desire for the children of Israel. They didn't want to bless them. They wanted them to become slaves and servants unto the Philistine people. I want to tell you today, the enemy, he meant to God, he wants to steal, kill, and destroy. you got to understand something about your enemy. I don't care how saved you are, he still wants to put you in chains. He still wants to mess you up. He still wants to push you back. Amen. And destroy your life. And God didn't free you for you to become in prison again. Come on, somebody. God did not set you free by the precious blood of his son in order for you to lose heart and focus into that which God has desired for your life. He freed you. And he has the power to keep you free. Amen. See, to understand that the Philistines had a desire to enslave. In 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 9, he said, "If, If he is able to fight with me and kill me, then we'll be your servants. But if I prevail over him and I kill him, then you'll be our servants and serve us. Israel was God's people. When faced with the enemy, David refused to give in. He had come up there and he began to listen to all this it was taking place. And then he began to, to kind of to, to find himself going up there and, and, and kind of engaging in the, in what was happening. His brother Eliab looked at him and said, David, what's the matter with you? Oh, I know you're up to no good. You know you don't have no business down here. You're just being nosy. You know that 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 you're always looking to, to just kind of get in the way and engage in things that, that don't belong to you. I don't know how Eliab failed about David altogether in that moment but I know David wasn't there he meant to get in the way and engage in something that there was not a reason to engage in And, and the Bible said that David spoke back to his brother Eliab and he said listen brother is there not a cause is there not a purpose what is the purpose and what is the cause see the thing is that David knew that if Goliath one that the children of Israel would become servants and be in prison to the Philistines and David had a heart that said no when I've got a faithful God like I've got we don't need to give in to the enemy and we don't need to be defeated we don't need to be afraid we don't need to be scared we need to stand up in faith in God the thing was nobody else was willing to stand up but a little old shepherd boy from a shepherd's Field who said, I'll stand for Jesus. I'll stand for God in the middle of it all. And so he went and he began to engage because there was a cause. There was a reason to stand. And today I want to tell you there's a reason to remain faithful. There's a reason to come to church. There's a reason to pray every day. There's a reason to get in your prayer closet. There's a reason because there's an enemy out there. There's a Goliath out there that's wanting to set you back and imprison your life. But I tell you today, it's time to keep our faithfulness in God and keep our trust in God. Come on, somebody. David said, we cannot sit back and allow this enemy to taunt our God. Oh, when faced with the enemy, he refused to give in. His love for God was exemplified in the case for the cause, in the purpose. Look at somebody around you and says there not a reason to be faithful. Is there not a reason to remain steadfast? Is there not a reason to keep your praise up? Is there not a reason, amen, to keep your prayer life intact? Is there not a reason? Yes, there's a reason. Because the minute you let it slip away, you'll find that the strength that comes by it, amen, will have dissipated. And when you face the enemy in weakness, the enemy is more comfortable to overtake you and to destroy you but I want to tell you that when you put your trust in God when you remain faithful when you have the heart of David this is the will of God he didn't save a weak church he didn't save you to be a part of a pushover church he saved you to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might I wish somebody would shout glory to Today, he saved you to be a part of a glorious church and he saved you to be strong and to grow and to defend the name of Jesus. What we're trying to do, defend the name of Jesus. Why? Because without Jesus, we all go into hell. Amen? If it ain't for what He did on the cross, we don't none have no hope why? Because we have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. right? So the world tells you it's all right to be all kind of things. God still loves you. I can see Goliath down there. Don't oh, go ahead. Just, just, keep, just, just keep doing what you're doing. God loves you. Ooh, and the whole time, He knows He's got you where won't you. Come on, somebody. The world tells you it's all right to have. I just heard something that we was talking about yesterday. I I don't know who I was talking to, maybe the day before yesterday, but but the subject come up, this pedophilia which is from hell and all this, this happening there and everything. I mean, it's just from hell. While we're sitting up in here in our suits on Sunday morning, there are kids out there that are being abused and, and here we are. Amen. Just trying to act holy like we got it all together. And Goliath has stepped on the scene and Goliath has moved and, and now they're trying to, in some ways to pass laws that it's all right to, to have feet preacher we don't want to talk about that behind the pulpit let's just go ahead and be real they're trying to tell you it's all right amen to come out of the closet hallelujah to God oh, you better get back in the closet and pray and get in your word that the world is is has allowed the Goliath of hell to come out and, and to try to convince folk that it's all right all the while imprisoning them preacher why are you getting into all this we need to wake up because there's people that have been saved and have sat on pews that are second-guessing what God said just because the pressure of Goliath has gotten to them. I want to tell you today, you better stand strong in your God today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We need the anointing of God flowing through the church. We don't need to second guess what God said. We need to stand up as a church of the living God and declare in the grace of God that all have sinned. But there is one way. His name is Jesus. And he didn't come to cover up your sin. He came to wash it away. The heart of David. See what some people say. Well, the church's supposed to be this way, and then some people think they're supposed to be loose. See, we got left-wing churches, and we got right-wing churches. Then we got middle-of-the-road churches. Then we got independent churches, and then we got half-hearted Christians. And then we got those that are so heavenly minded they ain't no earthly good. Then we got those that need to get so heavily minded, they become some kind of earthly good. And we just got them everywhere. But the only balance we find is by the Spirit and through the Word of God that directs us and teaches us. Somebody said, I don't go to this side enough. So let me come over to this side. The only way we find the right balance is in prayer, in the prayer clauses of life. See, because God didn't call us to give in. He didn't call us to be too strong strict to the point that his grace cannot take effect he called us to find the balance of wisdom and grace and holiness which therefore gives men and women an opportunity to come out from among their situation and find hope in Jesus I gotta hurry quickly because I know my wife said I, I unchapped her hide. I really didn't. She does a good job. I appreciate her. But I know somebody's saying, Boy, he's got a room to talk. As long as he keeps us here, my chicken's getting cold sometime. Listen, if your soul's catching on fire, it don't matter about your chicken catching cold. When faced with the enemy, David refused to give in. Church, I want to tell you something. We have allowed things that Jesus wouldn't allow. Simply because we've, we've reached a place where we, if we're not careful, we've listened to the enemy and we've let him convince us to allow some things in our life and to take the grace of God for granted. He said there was a cause. David said, What have I done? Is there not a cause? Yeah. What is the cause? David knew the cause was to defeat the enemy. What's the alternative? To sit here and listen to Goliath and shake up here on the hills of this valley in fear? Or to defeat the enemy? Why do we need to defeat the enemy? The cause and the purpose was to avoid being under the power of the enemy. Saul ended up under the power. Of the enemy. David, on the other hand, was a man after God's own heart. He was after the will of God. Saul, who had come up under the influence of the enemy, had forgotten that God was bigger than all his problems. Touch somebody around you and tell them God is bigger than your mess. You say, Preacher, I don't have a mess. We'll live long enough, you'll find one. God's bigger than your mess. He knew that if they came up under the power of the enemy, that they would have been imprisoned and chained and oppressed. But God's will was for them to be under the complete influence and care of God Almighty. This was the heart of David and the will of God. David did not want the children of Israel and the armies of the Lord, which was the Israeli army at that time, he did not want them to fall under the power of the Philistines. And say, the cause of God today. What is the cause of God today? We don't have Goliath standing out there facing us today like that. Well, we do. We have a spiritual Goliath. Sometimes he speaks through the television airwaves. Sometimes he comes on the radio station you're listening to riding down the road. Sometimes he speaks at your kitchen table sometimes he speaks at the schoolhouse sometimes he speaks at the statehouse and sometimes he whispers to you while you're trying to get sleep he made and rest from the weariness of your journey Oh, there's a Goliath out there that's doing everything he can to try to convince you to give in and to be defeated. But the cause of God today has come from the book of Isaiah, chapter 58, verses 5 through 12. There's one thing that he said in verse number 6. He said to loose. Somebody shout loose. If you come up in here bound, you ought to have a desire, and we ought to have the power of God to see you loose before you leave this place. Amen. It is he who has come to loose the bonds of wickedness and to undo, somebody shout undo, those heavy burdens to let the oppressed go free and that you break every yoke. God's will. The cause of God today is to set the sinner man free and to securely and in strength and faith lead the child of God on a victorious journey by faith and trust in not only what he did in the cross but also who he is as our sovereign God today who cares for us. And loves us, a Grace. If you'll come on, well, actually, a Grace, come on, sis. Sister Jessica, come on, get ready. See, listen, the church does not exist to just get a message that looks, that sounds good. It does not exist to feel goosebumps, amen. And. To take advantage of the grace and the love of our fellow man. It exists for the corporate cause, that people are on their way to hell, that Christians are fighting great battles. And today David longed for the presence of God through the power of worship and prayer. He knew, he knew that there was a cause. Listen to this. In Psalm chapter 27, verses 6 through 8. David said, I now lift my head now shall be lifted. Look at somebody and say, My head shall be lifted. How many want your head lifted? This is what he said: My head shall be lifted above mine enemies around me. Whoo! Why does it need to be lifted above your enemies? Because if it had been lifted above the enemies, the armies of Israel would not have stayed in their shaken shoes on the hills of that valley. The enemy intimidated them. David said, My head shall be lifted. Therefore will I offer sacrifices in the joy of joy in this temple. I will sing, yes, I will sing praises unto God. Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice. Have mercy on me and answer me. When you said, seek my face, my heart said to you, your Lord, yes, Lord, your face, Lord, will I seek. God's presence would lift the head of David. Because David knew full well if he did not trust in God that he would fall to the hand of the enemy what do you say today I'm saying today if you don't trust in God you're going to fall amen you don't have the power to overcome without him you can't save yourself only Christ can and you cannot win the battles just because you title yourself Christian. You still have to put your trust in God. You still have to remain faithful to God. David said he he would have his head lifted and, and that God would give him joy in his heart and that God would put a song in his heart. What is the cause today to stand up Amen, and trust and believe that God is able through every circumstance in my life as a Christian to bring me victory. Come on, somebody. Do you hear what I'm saying? David not only worshiped, but his prayer life was that to be embraced. There's power in prayer. You believe that? There's power in prayer. How do you know there's power in prayer? Matthew chapter 18, verse 18 through 20, stand with me if you will, says here, said, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven said again I say to you that two or 3 on touch and agree on earth concerning anything they ask it will be done of them of my father which is in heaven for where there are two or three gathered in my name there I am in the midst what a powerful word he said where well, there are two or three gathered the cause of prayer is much akin to the story of Goliath the power of prayer has the ability to break chains that the power of prayer has the ability to break the chains of sin to break chains of sickness to break chains of addiction to break any chain of the enemy yes 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 James 5 13 through 15 said, is anyone among you suffering let him pray is anyone among you sick let him call for the elders of the church and let him pray over anointing with oil in the name of the Lord prayer has a potential and power and manifest result of breaking chains off their life word said in verse 13 is any cheerful let him sing songs but if you suffered pray if you're sick pray I got a lost loved one. Pray. My daughter, my granddaughter, my grandson, my grand, my, my, my son, my father, my mother, my aunt, my uncle, my dear friend. My goodness, pray for them. Daniel prayed three times a day, and the Lord shut the mouths of the lions. Elijah prayed 62 words and fire fell from heaven. Elijah prayed and the rain stopped. Elijah prayed and the rain came again. The church prayed for Peter and the chains fell off of him in a prison. Elisha prayed and insight was given to his servant that God's angels was there and armies of the Lord of heaven to fight the battle and protect them. Preacher, what is the will of God? The will of God is for us to recognize that Goliath still is at work today. It's at work. But he don't have to win. He don't have to intimidate you. You can look at the heart of David and say, God, give me a heart that desires your will that is, is so in tune that I'm willing to defend, that I'm willing to guard my life, that I'm willing to pay attention and that I'm not willing to give in to the enemy, that I'm willing to stand because of your great love for me and your favor over my life to save me and to keep me. What must I do, O oh Lord? I'm saved now. Well, don't get satisfied. There's a Goliath out there that lost for you to shake in your shoes like a weak Christian who doesn't have any steadfast strength. But today we can still trust in Jesus Christ, the author and finisher of our faith and through faithfulness remain strong in God. This morning prayer is the answer And I want to call you to a place of prayer as we dismiss today. Sister's going to sing this song and while she's singing it, I want you to hear the words and I want you to let them speak to you. But I want to challenge you today. I'm just going to give one corporate call. I'm going to challenge you today. If you're lost, you don't have to be. If you're saved and facing Goliaths, you can overcome the battle. But today, will you make that decision that I want a heart that longs for the will of God in my life, that helps me to trust Him the way He wants me to and to overcome In the places of the journey. I don't want to be a statistic like Saul was. I don't want to start out good and fall at the hand of the enemy. And be imprisoned. I got chains on my life. I've got chains over my family. And I'm coming today to believe that he's a chain breaker. Amen. This altar is open all over the church, whatever your need may be. This just comes to sing this song.